Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoor Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you hunt or fish Alabama or in the deep south, you know that it's different down here. Spawning seasons, patterns, food sources, they ain't the same down here as in other parts of the country. At Great Days Outdoors Magazine, Southern Outdoors writers pick the brains of the best Southern hunters and anglers and give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles, along with so much, much more. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern Outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. I'm your host, Brian Sin, and welcome to the show. Glad y'all are listening today. Man, what a beautiful day in Alabama we've got. Telling you, it's that crazy time of year where one day you're freezing to death, you got your heater running, next day you're in shorts and got the AC running. We're glad to see that AC running right now because it feels great outside, which means the fish are probably, and we're going to find out because we're going to talk to some folks, but the fish are probably turning on. Let's get this thing started with segment one with our You Follow West Point report with Clayton Bats. Clayton, what's going on, my friend? Not much. Enjoy this beautiful weather. Man, this is a nice little change, isn't it? It went, like you said, it went from freezing for the Arctic blast to 70s in a couple of days. And with this weather changing, it's got the fish moving a whole lot and really, really fast. You know, I know it, uh, just like us having to change the way we dress and change <laughs> whether we run an AC or the heater, I know it's got to affect those fish as well. So how's it affecting them on you, Follow, when you, you know, what are they doing? They went from medium depth to up on the hill in about two days. There's already fish spawning on Uvala. There's a ton of fish staging to come right now. And then some of those deeper fish right now, they hadn't felt the warmer weather. They've seen the, they felt the days get longer, but they hadn't even made the move, uh, move up to the brush yet. So you just got a bunch of things going on right now, which is the way I like it. You can kind of get in set pattern. If you want to run that, you can kind of junk fish. You can kind of go out there and do whatever you want to go do right now. That's great. You know, we talked to a guy last week. He fishes for Auburn University, and they were down in Eufaula fishing, what, a couple of weeks ago, I think, when that really cold temperature came through. And, and it sounded like that it was kind of a little bit of a struggle. It was. Back then, you would get eight bites a day was pretty good, ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, your quality was there, but you'd also catch, I mean, and last year it wasn't like this. I mean, it was all quality. But this year, you got a bunch of those 14 to 15 and a half inch fish that you were catching during that time, too. And it wasn't just all big ones. Now, I mean, you're starting to see some good, healthy fish being caught. The females are making them push up there. The brush is a factor. Rock's a factor. I mean, you just kind of got to keep a real open mind and hit it all. I mean, you can even go right now and catch some off the bed. That's crazy, isn't it? Don't get me wrong. There's not many up there. But if you find wood up there, it's a big one. It's a good one. Is that typically what you see? Is I mean, is there is there a pattern to this time of year? You know, getting close. You know, fish. Some are going to on the bed, but do you see bigger fish early? And, and I see bigger fish early. Yeah, you have 
the first part of the year, you got the ones that don't really live out there in like that 20, 25 foot stuff. Those are going to be the first ones to spawn and they'll spawn in the little shorter pockets and not way back in the creek, you know, like when you get a big wave and all that. And then you'll get waves that come in off the river a little bit. It's got to get a little bit warmer for that because out there on the river, it's still pretty cool. But uh, the fish that mainly live shallow and in that 10 foot range, they're already making that push right now. And most of the time, the bigger ones, you're correct. To me, they're going to bed first. I like sight fishing more on the new moon than I do the full moon. Everybody talks about the full moon, but it seems to me like those full moon fish, when they move up, they're not there as long. Like if you're fishing a tournament on, say, Saturday, you find that fish Friday morning on a full moon, it's liable to be gone. And on a new moon, to me, they'll just stay up there just that little extra time, or if you find them, they might be there. Man, you know, we hear from you that the fish is kind of like, Man, just go fish. I mean, and, and you just fish a lot. Be prepared to fish shallow water or, you know, ledges, rocks, timber. It's kind of spread out right now for sure. Well, let's talk about how to catch them. If you're going out this weekend, what would be your approach? I mean, how would you start? All that kind of stuff. If I, if I didn't know you fall that great and say, I was just going to go put the boat in Saturday morning and I just wanted to go catch fish, I'd stick to the bank. You're going to be able to catch them swimming a jig, pitching a Cinco around, a wacky rig, or down south where it's real clear, it's real good, fishing docks, timber, about anything you come across, fishing shallow. You just got to keep your mind open and try different baits. Sometimes, like during the morning, they've been wanting a spinner bait and a swim jig a little bit more, something moving. And as the day goes on, they'll kind of lock down a little bit, and you have to go to like a wacky rig or pitching that Cinco around. That's good stuff, man. That's a, and that's a fun way to fish. That's why everybody looks forward to the spring, I think, because there's some action going on for sure. Is there one part of the lake that kind of turns on a little before the other? I mean, do you concentrate this time of year on the southern end of the lake, northern end of the lake, kind of de- or, or does it seem to matter? Most of the time, that south end turns on a little bit better because, I mean, it is quite a few miles, you know, south and gets warmer a little bit quicker. But I've seen it where it was weeks different, and I've seen it where it was two days different, where that north end to turn in or going right on with it. With that being said, we just had, you know, the MLF Red Crest on Eufaula on about everybody was fishing that south end, and that south end has had so much pressure on it. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still producing, but it seems like everybody's kind of forgot about that north end, which, I mean, I went up to north end. I had a guide trip last Friday that afternoon. I mean, I went up to the north end and we call it. Mm. So it just, it seems like everybody's kind of forgetting about that north end up there where, I mean, it's, it's good too. They just keep watching it on TV and seeing, you know, guys catching them over that brush down south, catching them up. You can actually sight fish a little bit better down south because it does stay clear. Mm-hmm. But it seems like a bunch of people are forgetting about that north end, which is, I mean, that's fine with me. It lets me run around. That's, I kind of consider the north end my little playground up there because I got out of the north end a lot so you were talking about that tournament y'all just recently had right when was it last week his last week right were they catching i mean how did it go what were the numbers like i mean i heard it was a struggle i didn't see it on tv yeah, it was, I heard it, it was started out as a struggle but and it was a struggle to a bunch of the guys because the, the deal that was really going on the first of the week was fishing that brush fishing hard spots and things like that those guys got one day of practice 
So everybody saw a struggle, and they were talking about you follow this, you follow that. The patterns that needed to be ran, they didn't have time to find a bunch of the stuff to run it. That was the main problem. And you had a bunch of the guys that were hitting a bunch of the same stuff over and over and over because they didn't have enough of the stuff to run. Mm. Now, if you go out there and you get three or four days of practice and you go scan and you know where to go fish, it's not quite as much as a struggle. They had another tournament on Saturday, and some of those guys actually carved off the bed. But Friday it was, it was decent. 21 was leading it. And then Saturday, Shane had almost 26 pounds. So, I mean, it ain't – it's not Jeez. too big of a struggle. Yeah, that's still that's a good that's still a good good fish right there. Yeah, I mean he was I mean he had a five pound average out there, which I mean he knows where to go. Just I mean he's a local guy, and once right. you know where to go, and you can go running up with the stuff, it don't look quite as bad as a struggle. Right, right, that's true. There you go. Well, good stuff, man. So for this week's you follow West Point tip of the day. What would your tip be, brother? Tell everybody this time of year you were talking about the weather having been a shorts one day, jeans the next, and the hoodie. And right now you just need to keep an open mind, pay really attention to the weather because those patterns are going to change hourly this time of year. You might be catching them on one thing one day, the next day you better be able to adapt and catch them on something else. Good stuff, man. Well, this week's you follow West Point tip of the day is brought to you by Sun South from outdoors equipment. Parts, services, accessories, SunSouth has you covered. On the best for less, visit SunSouth or SunSouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. SunSouth, for those that do. All right, brother, I appreciate you, man. Always good stuff. If somebody wants to come jump in the boat with you, I know that me and you talked before the show when you're booking up fast on you follow because it's that time of year. If then they get hot. The fishing's fixing to get hot, and the weather's going to get warmer. So what's the best way for them to get up with you, Clayton? Yeah, you can look on Facebook, Lake Uvala Fishing Guide. My website is lakeuvalafishingguide.com. Or if you'd like to just give me a call, just give me a call at 334-310-8338. Good stuff, man. Well, I appreciate you as always, buddy, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Stay safe out there. I appreciate it. Yeah, I got a, my next MLF Pro Circuit tournament on Smith Lake, and I'm about to finish up guiding on you ball and head up there. We're fixing to record with somebody here in just a little while that's on Smith Lake, so you might have to listen to the show. I'll be sure to listen. All right, buddy. Take care, man. I appreciate it. All right, bye. All right, man. I always love having Clayton on. He's uh man, he catches fish in you follow. So y'all give him a call if you want to book a trip. Guy's got a lot of knowledge. Not many people know that lake better than him. So uh give Clayton a call and book a trip. Man, let's move on up to the northern part of the state for our Tennessee River Report. Man, let's talk about actually let's talk about Pickwick with, with David Allen. What's going on, buddy? Hey guys, how you doing? Man, we are doing good. We are enjoying this weather we're getting right now. I was just telling me and Clayton was talking on the last segment. I mean, you you in a hoodie and jackets and coveralls one day and short pants and 70 degrees, putting suntan <laughs> lotion on the next day. It's crazy time of the year. You got to love Alabama weather in the early spring. You know, it's like I woke up this morning with a thick hoodie and long pants on, and then by the end of the day, I put flip-flops on and a T-shirt. So you don't know what to put on. That's right. It's crazy, man. Well, man, I hear, I had somebody tell me that uh, earlier today that Pickwick was lighting up. It's getting good, man. You know, but I've been fishing out there pretty consistent here from January and on. Kind of seen it kind of transforming to how it is right now. 
you know, back before we had that snowstorm come through, they were biting like crazy. You know, we had those couple really warm days. Fish were really starting to feed up. Water temp was getting good. And then, of course, we got hit with the blizzards of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that slowed them down pretty good. And then, you know, that last week we had a couple tournaments going on. A lot of guys practicing. And I had some trips and stuff I did on a, on Pickwick right after all that snow had melted off. And we could finally get out of the house from being cooped up. Early in the week was kind of slow. I mean, you know, of course, with all the snow and all the runoff from that cooling off the water, I think on that Monday when I got, or Sunday when I got out there, when you could finally get out and tow a boat through the snow, it was, I think the water temp was low 40s and high 30s in some places. I mean, it was brutal. And fishing was slow, but as the week went on, it kind of warmed up. We had some sunny days, and then we had those warm rains Thursday and Friday, and the water temp spiked up. And then that Saturday, they had that tournament, and they absolutely slaughtered them. I think they had 19 bags, over 20 pounds in that Alabama Vice Trail. I think Good 27 and a half one. And then they had another 27 per second, and it was like 26 pounds and 25. I mean, to get in the top 10, I think you had to have – over 20 to get in the top 10. I mean, it was impressive. Pickwick really showed out. Man, that um, is very impressive. And that was this past weekend, right? Yeah, that was just this past weekend they had yeah. that on Saturday. It really showed out, which, you know, Pickwick's healthy as it's ever been, especially on quality of fish. And a lot of that's got to do with that high drill that we've had in the lake last few years, and especially this last summer, you know. Those fish got protected. That grass matted out early in the summer, and it just really – made those fish thrive and grow to be quality fish it's like average fish i'm catching out here on pickwick right now i mean you know out of 10 or 15 fish i'm catching a day i mean most of them are over over three pounds and you know you'll have an 18 inch fish it'll weigh four pounds just because he's so thick i mean they're just built like little bird balls they're huge um, they're just healthy that's exciting but, uh, now that's fun oh, fishing yeah, well, the great thing about it, we had a shad kill over that snowstorm, so this year is going to be a lot of good fishing because there's not going to be so much bait everywhere. These fish are just going to have to eat whatever comes by them because there's not going to be a lot of bait available to them. So it so ought the, to be a great year for some pickwick. So that hard weather that we had, that cold, y'all did have a shad die off? Oh, we had a big shad kill. Um, I know a lot of guys that live on the lower end of pickwick around Yellow Creek and Bear Creek were seeing a massive shad kill go on down there. Um, which anytime you get water temp in the low 40s and the high 30s, you're going to have a shad kill. It's it, those fish, those shad can just cannot handle that, you know, body temperature right. being cold blooded creatures, but it just kills them all, which makes for some hard fishing for a week or so after it happens. But luckily, that you know, we got all that rain and snow melting off, they had to open the spill gates and it kind of washed some of them out. So I think what really made those available, because usually I've dealt with a shad kill, you usually got to wait a week or two before you can start catching them because it's just a free meal to a lot of those bass, those, you know, they're in that cold water they can just sit there and suck in a dime just sit there and eat right yeah but i think that we got the spill gates going pretty strong i think they had like 140 something thousand going out of wilson dam and pickwick dam's got 160 something so they're really pulling a lot of water through the system right now with all those snows and all that rain oh yeah over the over the week weekend last week you know i think we got what five inches between what sunday to tuesday Man, it was crazy for you guys. Y'all got so much more than we did. We didn't, I mean, we got a little rain here in Birmingham, but, you know, we just, I was sitting on the radar just watching that line and it just sat there and didn't, it didn't really continue south and get on us as much. It just kind of sat there and dumped on y'all in North Alabama. And uh, so I knew y'all were getting it. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of snow and then turned around and got a lot of rain. So we've had plenty of moisture. 
precipitation in the last two or three weeks here i don't think i want to see rain for a little while <laughs> absolutely no kidding man well so you know like this weekend and the last few days when you've been fishing you know what kind of what's your approach what are the what are they catching the fish on right now a lot of what i'm doing this time of year and here lately i've been throwing a lot of rattle traps mainly some sort of you know crawl little red color or gold stuff like not necessarily shad colors but more of the crawfish color when that water temps in that low 50s to high you know in the 40s and stuff i like sticking with red color out of traps golds golden blacks stuff more crawl pattern just because they're more prevalent a lot of times for some reason they eat that red better and usually i think it's because they're eating crawfish a lot they're feeding on the bottom and a lot of these bass were catching their lips are red from where they've been you know one the cold water makes their lips red two a lot of times when they're eating off the bottom their lips will turn red Oh yeah. Um, the other thing, the other thing, I'm throwing lots of chatterbait. I'm throwing a half ounce chatterbait. Um, I'm swapping up from a green punk from one. Sometimes throwing what they, it's a evergreen jackhammer. Sometimes I throw one that's a, that's I think it's firecrawl, the one everybody wants. It's a big bright red one. Right. I throw it. Sometimes I throw a chartreuse and white too. Just switch it up through them, depending on water clarity and stuff like that. Putting a zaco on the back of it. Just slow rolling it through this hydrilla we have on the lake and doing that and with this high current too i try to get in some current break because when they really start pushing this current these fish can't hold everywhere you've got to find a current break where either on the bank where there's a point that sticks out or a wash in where they can get behind something and kind of hide out of that current or get in an eddy right you know stack up on and not get blown away in the current um and then sometimes you'll find in that grass sometimes you'll get kind of off the bank a little bit and you'll find some of this grass that's really thick and it actually kind of acts as an eddy for them too to get behind that grass and and be able to you know position the feed in that too you know and i i guess i'm probably talking about fishing the hydrilla right now i mean does it die off in the winter i mean i i, I would have thought it would have died off and, and been at the bottom of the lake well you know the one thing that's weird about Pickwick, and you know, like Gunner, you go to Gunnersville, you go to a lot of these other lakes that have hydrilla, and you know, Gunnersville doesn't have as much hydrilla from what I just my thing. I granted, I don't get to fish at Gunnersville a lot, but it doesn't have as much hydrilla as it used to. It's a lot more eel grass. You got some millful in the back of the pockets and that, but it grass does go through a cycle. But one thing that Pickwick has that I don't think Gunners will have as much is the runoff that runs into the lake, mainly because we're in the part of the Tennessee Valley we're in, there's a lot of farmland around us. And, you know, what comes from farmland is, you know, fertilizers and stuff like that running right. the river. And I think the reason our hydrilla is so stout and doesn't die off as quickly is you've got all that runoff coming from these farms that comes right into the river. Fertilizes them. It fertilizes that grass, and I swear to you, I call it Hercules hydrilla because that stuff here, it's got a stalk as big. It's bigger around than the number two pencil lid. I mean, it's massive hydrilla, and it is green. Like, you know, the flood came through, and I'm not sure it's going to clean some of it out. That was stuff that wasn't as, you know, green. But, uh, you know, year, like two years ago, when we had that record flood here, and it flooded over McFarland and up into the park, you know, Highway 20. I thought for sure we wouldn't have a stitch of grass left, and we still had more grass than I'd seen in a long time, you know. I think when this current comes through, I think a lot of it, it just washes the dead and washes all the you know sediment off the bottom and gives that newer hydrilla better ability to grow up and not have to dig through the mud and the dead hydrilla. Right. So honestly, I think it almost helps that hydrilla when you get a lot of this current. Now, when you get a lot of current, when it's really trying to grow like in April and stuff, I think it does hurt it because it muddies the water up and the sun cannot make it grow better, penetrate that water when the water's just muddy. So right now, are the fish, I mean, are they starting to, 
obviously I, I assume especially with the last you know day or two are the fish starting to move up i mean what kind of depth are you targeting right now most of the fish that i've been consistently catching in i mean a lot of them are right on the bank i mean some of them your bait hits water a foot off the bank and you're getting bit and a lot of that right now is not necessarily the trying to pre-spawn like crazy or water temperature it's the current pushing them shallow because they can't hold on a lot of that main river stuff or the main huh. river hydrilla in that current it's just pushed on the bank because that's the only current breaks they get now a lot of these fish there's some places you get some of these river shell beds and stuff that got grass on top of it that stay, make a big enough current break that some of these fish get on but it's a lot smaller area whereas the bank if you get where you know the bank comes up and makes kind of a point or a gravel wash comes off the bank and makes a point you've got more areas on the bank that they can have current breaks and we're on the main river you might have a football field area and there's only a place that's two boat sizes big that can have a current break for all them fish to sit in it just depends on the setup and what structure you have to make that current break for them but most of the fish i'm catching are on the bank um as long as we don't get a lot more rain and muddies the water up real bad they'll continue to be biting on the bank really well the main thing that's been happening to me with all this rain is it'll muddy up a lot of areas i've been catching them on and one day it's you know decently clear you know foot foot and a half visibility and all of a sudden the next day it rains and you go back over and it looks just like a mud hole and you can't see two inches underwater and that hurts it sometimes i've seen before them fish don't care in that muddy water and they'll just eat in it but a lot of times you'll hear them say cold muddy water they don't care for it. but with this water temp getting up i think i heard it's getting around the I think 53, 54 mark now with these last few warm days we have. It's warming up pretty quick. Man, that is. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised by, you know, next week after we get after this cold front, we start seeing some mid to high 50s in areas. So, uh, yeah, because what, what are the fish up there? What are you, when do you really see them hitting the bed hard and, and, and really moving, you, coming up to bed? Pickwick for me on bed fishing, you know, fish going to bed, you know, the smallmouth go first, of course. You know, you get in the mid-60s, you start seeing smallmouth start bedding, which usually, you know, ends up being like the end of, you know, mid to end of April is when we get that big wave of smallmouth spawning. Now, largemouth, and I've always said it here, they do rely on water temp a little bit, but our pickwick fish rely on water level more than anything to start really bedding a lot. Hmm. Um, and usually, you know, they don't really bring it to summer pool until, you know, May here, you know, into April you know may they really get it held at 413 and a half to 414 and i think a lot of our big waves of largemouth spawners wait for that water level to get stable and held at summer pool because then it fills into a lot of those little pockets off the river and the little feeder sloughs and stuff like that and get stable where those fish can go in there and comfortably spawn and don't have to worry about the water dropping on them and all that oh yeah that makes sense granted, and you but granted now a lot of them you know as soon as you hit that water hits 70s mid 70s they're going to go spawn somewhere but they all don't go at once you've got different ways that go up and a lot of right. them, i think our biggest wave of, of bass that go spawn is of largemouth wise is the end of april first of may is when one of the really big giant waves goes up because the water's stable even they'll spawn on the main river bars these little shallow shell beds and stuff too they don't have to go to the bank and they just wait for that main river water to get warmer too and stabilize and no bed out there too just depending on water clarity too sure um, yeah. a lot of factors go into it but i think a lot of them right now they're just they're gorging you know they're getting these warmer days and we're you know getting a little longer days and they have to eat whenever they're pushing this much current because they start burning more energy they just go on a feeding frenzy when they get this high current oh yeah so, 
Well, man, that's good stuff. Well, I know, you know, David, one of the things we like to do on, at the end of the segments is, is have a tip of the day. And so this week's Lake Pickwick tip of the day is brought to you by Bucks Island Marina. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. They love trade-ins, which provide a steady stream of used boats. They can rig your boat at their 18 bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Brooks Island. They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama, 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. So, David, what is the tip of the day if you're coming up to Pickwick in the next couple of days to try to catch some bass? If you're going to come up and target the smallmouth, I say go up to... Uh... Go up to Wilson Dam and try to find you a current break to sit in and throw you a, a swim bait or a big spinner bait. Swim bait water is a little bit muddy. You might want to throw kind of a, you know, chartreuse and blue color. I like throwing the true bass Citron 4.5 on a half ounce or three quarter head, depending on how the strong the current is. And then just a, you know, one ounce spinner bait, white and chartreuse with a big willow and a big Colorado blade on it. And then uh, if I were going targeting a largemouth, just get down on the, uh, any current breaks off the bank, just get on a bank, drop the trolling motor, and just cover water. Because a lot of times these fish aren't going to be real spread out with this high current. They're going to be congregated together behind one current break. And once you find them, you literally can sit there and make one cast and catch fish after fish. Oh, man. Um, so, so if you're going to the dam, just get you a current break and sling a swim bait through a bunch of different eddies till you find some stacked up. And then when you go largemouth fishing, put a rattle trap or a chatter bait in your hand and and just cover some water until you find one of those current breaks holding a big school of them and have fun and just you got the spot lock to drop the power poles if you got them and just put a hurting on them and make that cast and catch them over and over again heck yeah man i like the sound of that well david man we appreciate you being on and and if somebody wants to come up there and book a trip with you it sounds like a great time of the year to do it and it's only going to get better well how do they need to reach you the best way to reach me is uh, either get me on Facebook or Instagram at David Allen Fishing, or you can give me a call on my phone at 270-205-9380, or you can get on my website and shoot me an email through there at davidallenfishing.com. Man, we appreciate it, David. Well, y'all uh, y'all give David a call, go up to Pickwick, and, uh, man, if you heard some of those numbers he's rattling off that they did this weekend on the tournament, uh, it ought to make you want to pick up the phone and call this man and get up there and catch some fish. So thank you, David. We appreciate it, man. Always uh, enjoy talking with you and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, sir, and y'all have a good one, and keep the line tight. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. Let's stay on the same lake because it's so hot right now. And that's not something we normally do, but the fish are biting there right now. It's probably the hottest lake in the state. I think that show from this past weekend, but let's talk to Captain Brent Crow. Captain, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Matter of fact, I just got off the water at Pickwick. So, well, uh, man, tell us about is. your day. Well, today was... Saturday was the ABT tournament. If you saw the weights, you saw how how the fish bit. I mean, it was incredible. And since then, it's warmed up a little bit. It's cleared up a little bit, and the fish are still biting. And I mean, the size, the quality at Pickwick right now is just unreal. Yesterday, first two fish was a six and a five. Today, 
the first two fish was a four and, and a 490. So, I mean, it's just, and you catch smallmouth and largemouth right now. I mean, and in the same places, which is pretty rare on Pickwick, actually. But, you know, the water warmed up this afternoon. I left, it was 52 and a half. So, you know, when it starts getting in the 50s in March, they're going to be biting. And that's what's, that's what's going on. Man, that's uh, it sounds like a great time to be on that lake for sure, man, when you're catching that kind of fish. Well, how are you, kind of what's your approach right now? How are you catching them, bait selection, things like that? Right now, I mean, normally in March, I'm I'm below the dam and I'm throwing a Berkeley hollow belly swim bait. But you have to have a little warmer water for that bite to really get going. And, you know, it's 52 now, but two days ago it was 48 come, or, or below Wilson Dam. I mean, there are a few smallmouth up there, but it's not like it's going to be. The main thing has been down the lake. The the bite down the lake has been uh, tremendous. The, you know, the the grass, it's you know, it's not healthy like it is in summertime. But there's still some green grass, and and it hasn't gone away yet. And for the most part, if you can find the grass, you can get you can get bit. And it's mostly largemouth, but surprisingly a few smallmouth in, mixed in with them and you know rattle baits have been uh, probably the best option the chatter baits have been really good a Berkeley Fritz side five has been good and that's really I mean it's pretty simple I mean I like it when you don't have to have 18 rods on the deck you just have two or three different colors or of, of traps and, and uh, chatter bait and I mean you don't have to worry you know it, it, all you're doing basically is finding the fish you don't have to worry about making them buy if you find them they're going to buy it. So, yeah. You know, like I said, I like it like that where you don't have 18 rods out. Heck yeah. Uh, well, well, when you're finding the fish, let's go to that. So, I mean, when you went in this morning, I mean, when you're going to find fish, are you going to, I mean, are you looking for certain depth? Are you looking for grass, hydrilla? Kind of how, where's your starting point? Well, first of all, the conditions are the most important thing on Pickwick. The current is always the first thing I check. Uh, of course, I've been here for almost two weeks solid, with the with with exception of a couple of days. And, and I've watched as they as the rain has fallen, the current has increased, and right now almost every spillway is open at Wilson Dam. And on top of that, 150,000 CFS through the turbine. So mm. we have plenty of current. And it's, it's, you know, last Monday and Tuesday, it was 42 degrees. That was the warmest water I could find, 42. Mm. And when you have 42-degree water and, and that much current, it's hard to get bit. And, you know, I think last Tuesday and, or Monday and Tuesday, it was, I mean, if you fished here, it was, I had a lot of people tell me, man, I didn't catch a bass today. And I think I, I caught seven one day and four or five the other day. I mean, and like I said, tough, tough. And then. Wednesday, it warmed up a little bit. Then Thursday of last week, it was 48, 49 degrees, and they were biting. And then, of course, you know, I think we had about two inches of rain Thursday night and Friday, and that got a lot of a lot of the uh, – I got all the creeks muddy, and, and where they dump into the river, it got some mud going down the banks. And that, I had some places that were really affected by the mud for the weekend and, and today was the first day I've gone back and been able to catch the same fish I caught last Thursday. The water finally cleared up enough. But when you have that much current and especially when the water's this cold, the fish are not gonna be out there in twenty feet. So you can just you I just eliminate everything deep. They're not gonna be on the ends of point. I mean you're basically looking 
and current breaks and, and areas that there that there is a little bit less current than the main river and you know five or six feet deep at the most i mean for the most part you're throwing at the bank there are some shallow ridges and bars on the river channel and off the river channel that have hydrillas still left so that's that's what i'm looking for you know it's, it's all about current just about 365 days a year at pickwick and like I said, when you have this much, the fish are not going to be out there in the middle. They're not going to be suspended. I mean, they're going to be around something, and they're going to be shallow. And so, you know, that makes it a little easier to find them. You know, like I said, you had to, we had to deal with a lot of muddy water this weekend, but that's clearing up now. And if it'll ever quit raining and get the spillways turned off a little bit, it'll, it'll really get better, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just now starting to turn on up there, so um, it's hard to imagine it could get any better than it is right now. I mean, from <laughs> what they did this weekend, I mean, and what you've telling me the last couple of days, but my goodness, man, that lake's on fire right now, it sounds like. The thing about it is every fish you catch is just fat and healthy. I mean, every client I've had this week, last week, just they go, on. look how fat this one is, you know, and if, I don't know if you watched the any of the MLF that you follow last week, and all he talked about was how skinny the fish were. And that's not a problem here. I mean, you hold one up and you think, well, it weighs two and a half pounds. Weigh it and it's three and a quarter. I mean, they're they're just all about to burst. I mean, large mouth and small mouth. I mean, very, very healthy fish population here. Man, that's great. And y'all, you know, what I understand is that y'all had a little bit of a shad kill off. Y'all, they just gorging on dead shad. The lake runs east and west, and if in Florence, the water never got as cold as it did on the other end around Pickwick Dam and Bear Creek and Yellow Creek, and I, I have not even been down past Bear Creek. I have yet to see, like, even last Monday and Tuesday when the water was 42, I didn't see any shad that were struggling or dead or whatever, but I, but if you went down the lake, apparently they were they were just everywhere. So, right. you know, usually a shad kill makes the fishing tough. And I did, I went in Bear Creek last Monday and I dropped the trolling motor in 39 degree water. And I was like, okay, I'm getting out of here. So, I, you know, I had, I didn't even stay five minutes and I was gone. But on the Florence end of the lake, I don't think there was a shad kill. I think that's mostly from maybe J.P. Coleman down or Bear Creek down to Pickwick Dam. But I did have, you know, I had a lot of people tell me they saw them, so I'm not, and there's no doubt it happened. Yeah. Well, man, it sounds like it's the place to be right now for sure. And does color seem to matter right now? Well, it's typical, you know, spring grass, color red. Yeah, red. <laughs> um, and especially throwing a little muddy water. I mean, red's basically all I threw or all I've been throwing. I've thrown chatterbait-wise, I've thrown black or white. I don't think it really matters with that, but, and you know, it probably, I'm not a big color guy, but I know red works. And so I'm not, I don't mix it up a whole lot. I, yeah. You know, stick with I, what's working. That's right. I mean, don't try to come up with something new when you know that, that the reds work. And I mean, I like chartreuse a little bit when it's stained, but not muddy. If it's muddy, I, I don't think there's any point in throwing anything but red. So that's been the, it's, you know, and even before it got muddy, red was the color. So I think it's just a springtime deal. And, yeah, I'm not sure that the fish really care, but that's just what everybody throws and they and they're biting. So that's that's why everybody likes red, or if it does, if it actually does make a difference, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, after them crawfish this time of year, so I guess that's what it is. But good stuff. Well, one, you know, we like to end each segment now with a with a tip of the day. So for this week's guys at Pickwick, tip of the day today is brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. 
If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com, and these guys know how to grow big. Captain Brent Croak, what would your tip be for somebody that's, that's wanting to catch some fish? The first thing, like I said, that I do when I go to Pickwick is check the current. I mean, that's that to me, that's the most important thing. And the more current there, there is, the shallower the fish are going to be for the most part. Uh, and I think that's a good general rule throughout the year. The hardest part about find, or catching fish is finding them. And you know, I think I, when when you know that they're not out there deep and they're going to be on the bank, I think that makes it a lot easier. But the spillways don't stay on forever. Hopefully, if it'll quit raining and, and the current will start dropping. But it's still, you know, it's, this time of year, the fish are going to be shallow. There's not a whole lot of grass. I mean, the grass is not from one end of the lake to the other. It's mainly in the midsection of the lake. So, you know, right now I would stay between Seven Mile Island and, and the Natchez Trace Bridge if you want to look, look for grass and fish large fish for largemouth. That's where about 99% of the grass is in the lake. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. Well, if somebody wants to come up and fish with you, uh, book a trip. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Best thing is just to call me or on my website. My website is northalabamabass.com, and my phone number is 256-466-9965. Good deal. Well, y'all reach out to Brent, give him a call. And this week's Tennessee River Smith Lake Tip of the Day is brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Well, before I let you get off the line, I know uh, you've been concentrating on pickwick because it's, uh, it's it's so good right now. But are you hearing anything about Smith Lake? Is there any news coming out of there? I know you fish that a lot as well. I do, and you know, I love Smith Lake. Usually, the winter time uh, is a really good time, early spring. And, and the one thing that I like to do in, in Smith is throw a crankbait, but you can only do it when it's muddy. And right now, after the recent rains, there are some, there are, there's plenty of places that you can throw a crankbait. And uh, the water's coming up. It was a few weeks ago, it was 10 feet low. I think it's almost full pool now. So, you know, I, I would love to be on Smith too, because I know, I know I can go down the bank with a dredger, like a, a 10.5 dredger. And uh, again, same thing, red, but, uh, or even a square bill. Like said, you don't get to fish shallow with a crankbait on Smith much. It's so clear. But when it does get stained and muddy, they will bite, and they will bite shallow. And that's what's – I haven't talked to anybody, but I know that the lake has some color in it right now in, in the upper reaches of the creek. So I know that's that's a good bite that's going on right now. Well, good deal, man. Well, we appreciate you being on. Always look forward to having you on here and talking with you. So keep catching them, man. We'll look forward to talking with you next time. Guys, if you all want to go up to Pickwick – Give Brent a call or Smith Lake, either one. This guy, he, he puts you on fish and teach you something while you're in the boat with him as well. So, Brent, thank you, man. Take care and be safe out there. All right. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right, folks, another good show, and that's going to be a wrap for this week. So please subscribe, rate, and drop us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. If you'd like us to email you the podcast, you know we'll do that each and every week, too. Just text the word fishing to 646-495-9890.
646-495-9567. Again, just text the word fishing to 646-495-9867 to subscribe to our email list and we will send you the show each and every week. Appreciate everybody listening and man, hope you get back on here next week and tell, uh, tell a friend about us and drop us a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Talk to y'all next week. Thanks. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com. And these guys know how to grow big. And brought to you by Sun South. From outdoor equipment, parts, services, accessories, Sun South has you covered on the best for less. Visit SunSouth or SunSouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. Sun South for those that do. And brought to you by Bucks Island is a family-owned and operated business since 1948. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. Give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by Brian Sand with National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Just give me a call at 601-383-2344.